20 million people, basically quite wealthy people. That's bigger than the UK or France or twice the size of California. It's got an economy the size of California. Um, people have got uh, spending power. Uh, the wealth management products, well, they have yet to be defined, but we can assume they will cover the full array, such as uh, unit trusts, mutual funds, exchange-traded products, equities, credit products. But um, they, you can't make it as simple as cross-border because the way the, the, the system will work is that people in China will have to go to their local bank in China to buy, as people in Hong Kong would have to go to their local bank in Hong Kong to buy across the border. There will be what's called a closed-loop system. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, the fact that you've added such a large number of people to the catchment area for Hong Kong is a fantastic opportunity, which uh, I just hope the government can adequately uh, pick up for us all. Well, thank you very much for that. You heard there Stuart Allcroft, Chairman of City Trust, and Barry Wood, our international economics correspondent over in Washington, D.C. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. Let me bring you up to date in what's happening in the markets this morning. First of all, in Australia, the ASX 200 is down about a third of 1%. Over in South Korea, the Cosby is up a quarter of a percent, but the Nikkei 225 in Japan moving in the other direction. That is down about a quarter of a percent. Looks like the Hang Seng is going to add about 100 points at the open. In the commodities markets, Brink crude oil a touch weaker at $42.99 a barrel. Uh, but gold very, very close to a nine-year high at $1,795 an ounce. Not much movement in the currency markets. The US dollar this morning at 107.6 against the Japanese yen. That's it for me this morning. Do please join me again tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock for Money Talk. Back checks coming up after the news with Hugh Chiverton and Rachel Cartland. And the weather forecast for today are uh, going to be one or two showers, mainly fine and very hot during the day. Maximum temperature of about 33 degrees. And the outlook is for it to be mainly fine and very hot apart from isolated showers in the next few days. There is a very hot weather warning in force. It's already 29 degrees, 81% relative humidity. It's 8.32. Samantha Butler has the half-hour news. The World Health Organization has acknowledged there's emerging evidence that the coronavirus can be spread by tiny particles suspended in the air. On Monday, an open letter from more than 200 scientists accused the WHO of underestimating the possibility of airborne transmission. A senior official, Benedetta Allegranzi, said such transmission couldn't be ruled out in crowded, closed or poorly ventilated settings. But she told a briefing in Geneva that more research was needed. We acknowledge that there is emerging evidence in this field and therefore we believe that we have to be open to this evidence and understand its implications regarding the modes of transmission and also regarding the precautions that uh, need to be taken. President Trump has urged schools across the U.S. to reopen on schedule for the next term in August and September, saying it was important for the country. Despite a rise in the rate of new infections in coronavirus cases in many states, Mr. Trump said he would put pressure on governors to reopen schools. The vice president, Mike Pence, said there were emotional costs for keeping schools closed. It's important that we reopen our schools, as you've directed, for the academic and the intellectual development of our children. But it's also vitally important that we remember that 7 million 
American children suffer from either mental illness or emotional disturbance, and they, they principally receive the care from uh, health and, and mental services at their school. The United States says will restrict visas for Chinese officials involved in keeping foreigners out of Tibet in the latest dispute between the two powers. Announcing the move, the Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said American officials and journalists were barred from visiting the Himalayan region while Chinese nationals could travel around the U.S. freely. The director of the FBI says that Chinese spying and other covert operations present the greatest long-term threat to the future of the United States. In a speech at a Washington think tank, Christopher Wray said the Chinese government had orchestrated a campaign to steal U.S. business secrets. But if you think these issues are just an intelligence issue or a government problem or a nuisance largely just for big corporations who can largely take care of themselves, you could not be more wrong. If you're an American adult... It is more likely than not that China has stolen your personal data. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Back Chat. I'm Hugh Chiverton. Your co-host today is Rachel Cartland. Rachel, good morning to you. Good morning, Hugh. We're talking today about the internet and the national security law. Short-form video app TikTok has announced it's exiting from Hong Kong within days, while other media companies, Facebook, WhatsApp, Google, Twitter and Zoom, say they will suspend responding to Hong Kong government's requests for user information. It's reported that could entail tech companies removing online information, blocking users' access and helping with decryption and identification. Will those companies leave Hong Kong? And if so, what impact would that have on Internet users here? Let us know your thoughts. You can leave a message on our Facebook page, Backchat on RTHK Radio 3. You can email us, backchat at rthk.hk, or you can use the old phone and call us on 233-88266. 233-88266 is the number. We're joined for the first part of the, this programme by uh, Sin Jun Kai, who's chairman of the uh, Kwai Ching District Council, a former IT sector uh, lawmaker. Uh, we'll be talking to Mr. Sin uh, in a moment and uh, talking about aspects of the uh, internet, uh, as I say, and also Francis Fong from the uh, uh, Hong Kong uh, Information Technology Federation joining us after the news at nine. Got a few uh, emails and a few uh, other issues to, to uh, cover first. Uh, we've got some, first of all, relating to our discussion uh, yesterday, and I think we'll get to the Hong Kong ones uh, perhaps a little bit later. Larry has got the right idea because he starts his email by saying, I enjoyed today's show a lot. Finally, some balanced discussion about America. I agree with your listener, Mike, who called in to discuss how the Patriot Act was passed by Congress and Senate without adequate deliberation. The Patriot Act is indeed an extremely technical and legally complicated document filled with pages upon pages of legalese, which is difficult to comprehend. The Hong Kong national security law is much easier to digest by comparison. Changes made to the definition of terrorist activity and terrorist organisation in the Patriot Act apply retroactively to any action taken on before uh, or after uh, October the 26th, 2001, and to all aliens. This is much harsher than Hong Kong's national security law. I also agree with Mike that rioting, looting and unlawful acts are unacceptable here in Hong Kong as well as in the US. However, I support the fight of African Americans to seek equal rights. Many of them are victims of oppression and discrimination in our society. That comes from uh, Larry. Uh, Andrew F. says, strong opposition in US, but Guantanamo still open uh, under two different administrations for two decades. We have a strong press. Of course, I'm very concerned 
concerned about the future too now, but we did this to ourselves. We largely left the bear alone for 22 years, save a bit of prodding every June the 4th and some serious poking during Occupy. But after a year of constantly tormenting it, it's finally mauled us and we're supposed to be surprised. I blame Carrie Lam, but I blame Ted Hoy, Claudia Mo, Tanya Chan just as much. There's a lot of blame to go around here, but honestly, I don't blame the bear. It's just being a bear. Mike says, uh, in reply to Alan's email, Obama's FBI DOJ NHS was weaponized to go after at least four citizens in the debunked Russia collusion, Mueller investigation. Before that, they went after the Tea Party. The IRS's Luna, Louis Lerner pleaded the fifth, and that violation of citizens' rights has yet to be prosecuted properly investigated to say that us and its supposed for by and of the people system has not been abused by elected officials to maintain retain or gain power at the extent of the people is very naive yes now hong kong has gained the power to do the same but surely they were not the first um marie in the u.s says while the pervasive impact of the Patriot Act has prevailed for years, the United States allows plaintiffs to challenge laws in independent open courts. And some of these lawsuits have curtailed the Act's powers. In 2015, in ACLU v. Clapper, a judicial panel ruled that the Patriot Act did not allow the government to collect domestic phone records because Congress never intended the Act to be used for that. See if any petitioner will be able to sue in Hong Kong to curtail the national security law, says uh, Marie. And uh, Peter says uh, in a longish email, since Edward Snowden's very detailed disclosures of the NSA and CIA global surveillance programs, leveraging the Five Eyes and other partners' countries' telecommunications infrastructure, it should be clear to everyone in Hong Kong that all their personal details, location data, social media profiles, posts, messages, emails, banks and transaction details are all accessible to US intelligence agencies, but not China. Cambridge Analytica, which analysed millions of UK Facebook user profiles for their political leanings for the Brexit campaign did similar jobs in dozens of other places, including Hong Kong. Just watch the Netflix document, uh, documentary for reference. Besides spying and building of user profiles on whole populations, which could be used for targeting influence campaigns, as also demonstrated US, during US elections, let's remember why Facebook, Twitter and others were banned in China in the first place. It's because of their double standards and hypocrisy. In 2013, a bomb went off in it Boston killing three people. Facebook and Twitter immediately jumped in to help with the investigation. Uh, social media played a huge role in solving the bomb case. They were so eager to help that they even jumped on the wrong person. In contrast, in 2009, the East Turkestan Islamic Movement, which was formerly classified as a terrorist organisation, uh, used Facebook to organise a riot in Urumqi, killing almost 200 people. When the Chinese government asked Facebook to help identify the terrorists, Facebook rejected the request, saying there's a freedom fighters exercising free speech. As a result, the Chinese government told Facebook and others to pack up and get out of China. Seems history might repeat itself in Hong Kong. That comes from Peter, back to rthk.hk, uh, is our email address. And finally, finally, before we just, we just go on, um, Rachel, sad to report that uh, this is going to be your last uh, back chat as host, as, as a co-host. Um, would you like to explain why? Yeah, thank, thanks very much, you, and I uh, hope you won't have to edit me for length. Uh, like many other people, uh, I read the English translation of the new national security legislation that we have available, even though it's not um, an official one. And it is, as many people have uh, noted, very broad in its language. 
And personally, I was particularly concerned by Article 22.3, and which talks about making an offence of undermining the performance and duties of functions uh, by undermining the body of power of the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region. Now, that seems to me to be something that we could be potentially accused of quite often. Uh, so either we're not going to have robust discussions because we're going to be worried about that, or else we may be doing something illegal. And then the government came out, and I hoped that they were going to uh, be very reassuring. But instead, uh, what the, one of the first things that was done was to advise people not to say a particular slogan and then the priority tasks given were to review books in public libraries and to review books in school libraries, which really isn't that reassuring about how the attitude to freedom of speech and freedom of thought will actually work out in practice. So I've had almost a week to think about this, and uh, with great regret, I've decided it's probably not a great idea to uh, continue as a co-host. It will be a personal sacrifice. It, it won't be a personal sacrifice to give up the very early starts, which uh, meant getting up at five in the morning over on Hong Kong Island, and my husband would be glad to see the end of that too. But on the other hand, uh, being on Backchat has been one of the most fun and enjoyable and illuminating experiences of my life. I think perhaps listeners don't always realise what a shoestring uh, RTHK operates on and how much work that means for the presenters, the co-presenters, Hugh, Danny, Jim and so on, who put a programme together really quickly. And um, I'm really grateful to them for the friendship. And also the producers who, again, work late into the night before to try and find good guests that will really mean something to our audience. And there have been a sequence of great producers during my time, uh, Noreen, Queenie, Joseph, and now Michelle. I'd like to thank them all and to thank all of you for a great time that I've had over these past really many years to hope for the best for Hong Kong and to say that if things work out better than uh, we may be currently expecting, perhaps I'll come crawling back and ask for another go at it. Thanks very much. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you for everything you, you've done and for your um, marvellous role, the part you played in, in, in Backchat over the years. And you will definitely be missed. Um, Sinjun Kai, good morning to you. Good morning. We're talking this morning, we're focusing about uh, uh, the internet and uh, that, that news about TikTok and, uh, and the other uh, uh, internet companies uh, that are very prominent in Hong Kong and around the world, including Facebook and WhatsApp and Google, used by huge numbers here. Um, what do you make of that? Do you th is this going to be a showdown? Are, is one side going to crack? Are they going to, in the end, leave Hong Kong? I think, uh, well, definitely, I don't know the final answers. But um, I think different companies have different strategies. TikTok, def def TikTok uh, definitely take a different approach with uh, 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 Facebook or uh, or Google. Uh, Facebook and Google do not uh, have any access in uh, mainland China's market. While TikTok smart company, I think they are they have uh, they are owned uh, by a Chinese uh, mainland company, so they have uh, full coverage in mainland, and they have uh, uh, the uh, uh, the U.S. market and the European market. TikTok, I think they they choose to. Uh, 
to leave Hong Kong because they don't want to antagonize the uh, European market and the uh, US market. And uh, having said that, uh, you know, uh, TikTok is being threatened by Paul Mill, Secretary Paul Mill, that they will be doing something. Uh, the US uh, government is doing something to about uh, the TikTok. But at least I think TikTok wants to stay in, uh, in Europe and they don't want to have troubles in Hong Kong. If uh, Hong Kong government um, requests uh, some user data uh, from TikTok, I think if TikTok refused it, they will antagonize mainland Chinese authorities. If they comply with Hong Kong, they will antagonize um, European market authorities. So they choose to leave Hong Kong. I think that is a simple choice. Uh, they want to have, maintain their access in both China and uh, Europe. Uh, while Facebook and Google, they have different approach. I think they have uh, the majority market in uh, the United States and they do not have access to mainland. So their only choice is to comply with uh, the, the mainstream f- uh, thinking in, uh, in the Western world, uh, including uh, in particular the U.S. government. So they won't uh, uh, hand over user data to, 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 the, to the request from uh, Hong Kong government or mainland government. So uh, by the end of the day, people should be aware that, uh, you know, in recent uh, uh, months, I heard about a lot of cases that the Facebook users are being hacked, and also uh, you know um, uh, the Chinese authorities or security agency are rumored to they have been able to hack into WhatsApp applications. So they have, uh, I mean, they means uh, the, the Chinese authority they they rumored that they have the access to the WhatsApp uh, informations uh, through their technological innovations, I, I, I would believe. So I would say a different company have different approach uh, 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 for, the benefit of, for the benefit of their, their own interest. Mm. I mean, losing TikTok will be um, a miss for a lot of kids. Uh, it's basically an entertainment um, mm. app, isn't it? But is there really a chance that we would lose or, or Facebook and WhatsApp? That would really be a blow to Hong Kong. I think, you? Uh, you know, uh, this is only a... Uh, a, a a what a a tactics uh, for TikTok. Uh, at the end of the day, users they can bypass. Uh, you know, internet is a by VPN. Uh, you mean? Yeah, yeah, VPN and other technologies that you know that they can tie their their the IP address. So they can at the end of the day they can continue to use if they want to. So through a, a, a technological bypass. And so if some of the some of the and even you know they can open a. Uh, and, and European account and continue to use it. So there are different approach. Uh, 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 but uh, uh, in complying with uh, their company's uh, strategies, they choose to leave Hong Kong is to uh, not to antagonize the uh, Chinese authorities because they, their main interest is actually their mother company, main interest is in mainland. So they won't dare to, 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 to antagonize China. Yeah, it's quite an interesting company, isn't it? Called Bike Dance. Uh, yes, Bike Dance is their mother company, and now they 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 choose a uh, you know former executive in uh, from uh, Disney to run uh, the TikTok in the United States, so as to 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 make that uh, you know uh, to make the impression that uh, the TikTok in US is uh, a, a more American company rather than a Chinese background company. What, what about the, what's the situation with Google? Because um, that's kind of just a tool that everybody uses all the time everywhere except i think the mainland. you know i can't predict first you know, of all i mean how does it because uh, when i've tried to use it on the mainland it sort of sometimes works or doesn't work or some things you can look up and some things you just can't 
What, what is the situation of Google? On Normally, the it shouldn't be able. You should not be able to work. Okay. Uh, as far as I understand, that uh, you know, China, a Chinese authority, they 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 try to block. And uh, Gmail too. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, block, they go together. Uh, they, the Googles, uh, they, mm. the Google uh, Umbrella apps, they they try to block. But sometimes, um, uh, if you bring your own SIM card, uh, Hong Kong SIM card, and use not their Wi-Fi, but the the Hong Kong SIM card, uh, that uh, you know. Uh, okay, then you, yeah, you, you might can get use access. Uh, in a limited access. Okay. Yeah, but uh, you know, uh, at the end of days, uh, you know, it is their 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 their, their policy to block uh, all applications from uh, Google and Facebook. Uh, what's likely to happen with Google? Is it possible that Google will exit Hong Kong? I I think Google will not choose to leave Hong Kong. I don't think they will choose to uh, exit Hong Kong. But uh, you know, in two or three years' then, time, then who don't, will who they don't? have to? Will they comply with the? No, I don't think so. Uh, because if they comply with uh, the request from Hong Kong government, uh, according to the national security law, then they have to uh, uh, hand over data, for example, to Chinese uh, Hong Kong for Hong Kong uh, uh, enforcement authority. I think uh, they would uh, they will be having a lot of trouble in back in in mainland in United States, and I don't think um, uh, Google will do that. But you know, in three or four years' time, who knows? Or even two or three years' time, who knows whether the Hong Kong government, the the national securities, uh, the new agency, they will have they will have some guidelines and mandate the uh, the, the uh, Google and uh, and Facebook to comply with them. I don't know. Uh, that will be have some having, you know. So, so even though if you, so at the moment they've pa- they said they've paused, yeah, complying with these with government requests. Yes, will that will they just will it stay like that? It'll stay as a sort of. I think they will pause as soon like as that, you, uh, you know, as long as you know, uh, when and that'll the, be acceptable to the Hong Kong government. I don't know. Is it? It is, I think at a, at a moment, uh, since the, in, the, in, this is only the initial stage of implementing implementing the national security law i think everybody is you know still uh, looking around what could, what what could mm-hmm. happen and i don't think uh, the hong kong uh, government uh, is uh, rushing to request this kind of uh, 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 user data request from uh, google and uh, and facebook but having said that when there are some cases under the national security law that after some investigation they need to have, uh, you know, certain access to these uh, user data, then they will mandate, uh, then they will mandate, I think, uh, both uh, Google and Facebook to to hand over the data for them. Do, do you have any sense for how often in the past when things were uh, relatively stable, the police used to make requests like this to Google and Facebook? Was it common or was it rare? I think it is not uncommon. Mm. Uh, but, uh, you know, but, you know, Facebook is... It's relatively easy to hack into. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether they use the proper channels to uh, uh, request the uh, the data, otherwise, I think they they use their own technical way to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to and when we talk about uh, you know yeah uh, sharing data, that might also be, mean yeah removing posts and things like this. So if somebody put put up a message that uh, they didn't like Carrie Lamb or something like that, that could be removed or whatever. We're not just talking about giving away information, we're talking about removing posts, is that right? 
No, no, no. I think I think the authority, uh, the, the authority they do, they do. I believe, uh, for Facebook, for example, they have a technical uh, 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 capability to look into those uh, private accounts. Mm. They can they can read their their their, their post, even if it is not a public post. Even if it is a a, a private group post. It, it's a bit alarming what you're saying about WhatsApp, though, isn't it? That that's hackable now too, because I think one of the selling points of WhatsApp is that your stuff is encrypted yeah. instantly yeah. and unbreakably. Well, uh, nothing is uh, unbreakable. Mm. Nothing is in, uh, impenetrable. Uh, it all depends on you know your technological and the cause of uh, penetrating, of the the cause of hacking. Uh, so. Yes, it is. Uh, you know, after some years of uh, defending the privacies, uh, finally the Chinese authorities uh, able to break into uh, 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 WhatsApp. Of course, what a lot of our listeners say is, "Well, everybody does this." U.S. Mm. more yes. than the yes, more than anyone so. else. Mm. Yes, and you, yes. You, both, you both, both. I believe uh, you know the U.S. Uh, authority. They do have an NSA. Yeah. Yeah, and they do have, have uh, their data centers in. Uh, I believe it is rumored that the, the data center is in, uh, in in Utah, the Salt Lake City. Somewhere, you know, they have huge, gigantic buildings, you know, uh, running a lot of orders uh, for cooling. So both, uh, you know, government have this. So there's nothing special about what the national security law. No, requests. I don't think so, because you know, um, it is accountabilities. While the U.S. government, they do have similar agencies. But the agency are also accountable uh, or answerable by the by 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 their Congress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are some checks and balances uh, while in the United States, and they and while the uh, national security law in Hong Kong, who can checks? This is the issues. You know, other other countries, uh, democratic countries, they they, they 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 all you know. Yeah, it is it is sure that you know all countries they have their own, and some somehow they have their own uh, uh, national security law, even United Kingdom. But they have yeah, D notices. Yeah, and so yeah, on. They, they, and, 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 and many of these uh, national security law, they have agencies, but they have they have they have to be answerable to their uh, political leaders mm. or uh, representatives. You know. In somehow or the other way, but uh, you know how can how can we check against this uh, in Hong Kong? This is the issue. And of course, the supervising authority is a regime that very very tightly controls the the internet and uh, uh, access to the internet and programs like this, for example, and RTHK and the South China Morning Post and everything like this and Google and a lot of things we take for granted are not available. I think at the moment the Chinese authority is, is empowering uh, Hong Kong government. The Chinese authority mm. is. In, I, I believe this is what I believe. I don't have uh, substantial evidence. The Chinese authority have uh, you know technical, technical technological capabilities of uh, you know accessing those encrypted messages, and they are you know transferring some of their technology to Hong Kong uh, agencies, and uh, they they use this way to to read uh, to act to have access to informations. But at the end of the day, I think uh, uh, you know the pipeline. You know, after the uh, implementation of the national security law, uh, there will be cases, and out of uh, the investigation of these cases, I don't think you know they can use their you know unauthorized access to information for for evidences in the courts. So if they have a trial in the court, they need to have a formal you know legal access. What, what, about this question, what about this question of extraterritoriality? As I understand it, because of the way the the the, uh, the law is drafted, mm-hmm. um, uh, if somebody writes something in a different country about Hong Kong, 
they could the, the Hong Kong authorities could ask uh, the could ask uh, Facebook here to remove that comment, even though it's in, a, in another place. Is that right? Well, I believe uh, you, uh, I, I think you, yeah, you, I think you do have the English <laughs> English uh, translation versions. I've I think got part of it. It is uh, the, <laughs> the, the law has extraterrestrial power. Mm. Yeah, extraterritorial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It applies to. Yeah. You know, every corner in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So even though if the Hong Kong government or the Chinese authority government are unable to arrest a particular person, if that particular person, uh, you know, if, uh, you know, uh, breaching uh, or infringing the legislation, then NSA, national security law, if they come to Hong Kong, they can arrest him. Mm-hmm. And so somebody who writes in, who's in America and says, I hate Carrie Lam or mm-hmm. something like that, they would be then the... The, the authorities in Hong Kong can ask Facebook here to remove that comment from everywhere in the world. I think at the moment they are not, you know, the, the, the mere fact that you know if they, he, he or she dislike uh, or criticize whatever them, it is, yeah, it's not the it's not on that level for removing. But you know, if there are, I I I I think it I might I, be I, undermining I, I the question, yes. undermining the yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> if, the there are some, you know, yes, if right. <laughs> if you are affecting the uh, normal operations of the government agency in uh, the government, uh, uh, you know, authorities, that will. They have some impact. If if you have some some impact uh, through social media, and that have so powerful that that will you know uh, affecting affect that will affect the uh, the normal operations of the Hong Kong government, uh, then then you may have been uh, infringing the legislation. Okay. Well, Sinjo Kath, many, many thanks for joining us. Uh, quick uh, notes from uh, Dan on Facebook. who says, "Just think, with the demise of the internet in Hong Kong, everyone will soon be listening to the radio." That's uh, Dan's upbeat assessment. Sinjo Kath, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Kwaichung District Council member and former uh, IT sector lawmaker Francis Fong will be joining us after the news at nine. Uh, please join in. Backchat at rthk.hk email address or pick up the phone. The weather there will be a couple of showers today, mainly fine and hot. 30 degrees the latest readings with a very hot weather warning and a relative humidity now for 78%. Nuisance largely just for big corporations who can largely take care of themselves. You could not be more wrong. If you're an American adult, it is more likely than not that China has stolen your personal data. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Welcome back. This is Back Chat on a Wednesday morning uh, with Rachel Cartland, her last programme, alas, uh, and uh, also me, Hugh Chiverton. We're talking about uh, the internet and the national security law in the wake of the departure of uh, TikTok, uh, imminent departure, I should say, uh, and also uh, the announcement that uh, companies including Facebook, WhatsApp, Google, Twitter and Zoom are suspending responding to Hong Kong government requests for user information. We were talking to Sinjun Kai in the first part of the programme. We're joined now until 9.30 by Francis Fong, Honorary President of the Hong Kong Information Technology Federation. Uh, if you want to contribute, please, we'd love to hear from you. Call us on 233-88266. Leave a message on our Facebook page, Backchat on RTHK Radio 3, or you can email backchat at rthk.hk. Um, a few emails uh, on um, uh, some related and some unrelated topics, perhaps first, before we go into the main discussion. 
Candy says, I wish I could stop discussing the issue, but it's happened again. Two racist white men randomly punched an Asian food delivery worker on a stationary electric bike in the middle of the road in Adelaide's Chinatown. It happened so casually it was like a stroll in the park for these racist thugs. If the Australian authorities and the majority whites in Australia let these racist people get away with this, it will only prove how barbaric and oppressive their society has become towards minorities. If they want these thugs to represent Australian culture and values. Uh, Eve says the rapid changes on the national security legislation, the rapid changes are overwhelming us. A few questions. First, how safe is your contributor's identity in this new warrantless scenario? Two, people like Bowen at Canada or Mike at USA share different views. Could Backchat be covered under collusion with foreign elements? Um, third, over the years, Backchat had people from both sides to discuss current topics, criticise policies without fear of retribution. Can this continue or will we see a revamp, uh, a.k.a. Blockchat? That comes uh, from Eve. Uh, as for the uh, contributors, uh, safety of the contributors' identity, um, if the police come round uh, and ask us uh, for details, then we would pass that on. Uh, Rich says, I have heard the establishment crow, camp crow that this national security law gives us certainty. Now there is uncertainty any way you look at it. That's what you get when you get a law drawn up in secrecy and dropped into Hong Kong from above by the anointed few. Best wishes to Cyberport and Science Park in the future. I wish you well. Neville C says, we, the executive and liaison office, have had a further meeting today and are agreed in recognising that the question of national security law is of the first importance for one country, two systems. My good friends, for the umpteenth time in Hong Kong history, a chief executive has returned from Beijing, bringing peace with honour. I believe it is peace for our time. Go home and get a nice, quiet sleep. Uh, says Neville. I've just realised why he's called Neville. It's a reference to Chamberlain. And uh, Wilson says, I find it funny that the tech companies who are now loudly announcing their refusal to honour Hong Kong government requests for user information on the grounds they value free speech, Facebook, Google, Twitter, to name three, are themselves accused of censorship and of being enemies of free expression by those holding different views. That comes from uh, Wilson. And uh, a couple of messages uh, also uh, in response to Rachel's announcement. Uh, Professor Carol Peterson says, uh, Dear Backchat, I'm truly sad to learn that Rachel is leaving the show, although I completely understand her concerns. I listen to Backchat regularly and appreciate the effort that you all make to present a balance of views. I hope that Backchat can continue to thrive despite the very broad provisions in the national security law. And Colin says, Rachel, thank you for your fantastic contribution to Backchat. Always enjoyable listening to her opinion and challenging others. You will be missed, uh, says Colin. Thank you very much indeed for that. Francis Fong, good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you very much indeed for, for, for joining us. Let's talk first of all about those, about those uh, companies uh, that are, as I say, suspending their cooperation with the, with the, with the police requests, any potential police requests, uh, like Facebook and Google and so on, the biggest companies in the, in the world, basically. Um, what, what do you make of that? Do you think uh, how long can that kind of suspense, that pause go on? I think uh, these companies, uh, while we're thinking, um, I, I hope they are really upholding the uh, freedom of uh, uh, speech and also our user privacy. I think on the other hand, uh, if they 
they, they, they all express that they are uh, looking into until there is an international consensus. So um, I, I believe that's uh, some meaning behind the international consensus. Um, and also, um, if they are, if one day they're trying to cooperate with the uh, police or the NSL unit in Hong Kong, somehow they may be uh, fall into other area like violating regulations in the state or other country because there are also some uh, laws, for example, like GDPR in the in EU that protect the user privacy. So I think there are tons of regulations as well that uh, would not allow uh, Facebook or Google to release uh, user information easily, just like that. So I think they are all looking at all these things right now. In, in past years, people have talked sometimes about the internet basically splitting in two, you know, East and West, Asia, China versus the West. Do you think that this is a step along the road to that, that we are going to get this enormous internet decoupling? I, uh, yesterday when, uh, when the uh, Reuters report about the uh, TikTok uh, retrieval from Hong Kong, I think that gives us a very good insight about what, what that is. Uh, if you look at the announcement, they said also TikTok is uh, leaving Hong Kong, but the current user, you can still use Douyin, which is the, uh, the Chinese version of uh, TikTok. So uh, I believe uh, the, 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 the Chinese version, they are actually uh, following all the NSL regulations in China and also Hong Kong right now. So you can use that. But TikTok, if they still going to cooperate with Hong Kong uh, police, uh, they may actually, just like what I'm saying, they're violating other countries' uh, regulations. Also, they will get mad with the people uh, now already they got banned in India. They, uh, and, and they may have losing other markets, like in the state. Or, although, although, uh, say it's also saying that they're going to ban some other, uh, Chinese, uh, social media like Taoyum, uh, like TikTok, sorry. So, so I think that's a very good insight. So, uh, we're looking at like a firewall moving from China into Hong Kong. So now, uh, even companies like in China, uh, like like TikTok, they have to do something in order not to violate some of the regulations and to comply with the NSL in Hong Kong. I mean, one of Hong Kong's uh, trumpeted strengths, in- including trumpeted by the government, has always been this free flow of information. People said, oh, it's great, you can use Facebook here, not across the border, this sort of thing. Is this going to be a thing of the past, do you believe? I hope not. I, I really hope not. But uh, uh, you, you may actually see some self-censorship uh, already in some media, maybe. Uh, and... Um, We'll see what happens. Things are growing too fast right now because, like, um, the list is getting longer. I mean, in the state, they're standing still and not giving out any uh, user data to to the Hong Kong police. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, and, I mean, I guess if you think of a year ago, the beginning of last year, the Hong Kong police was very well integrated into the international community from the point of view of exchanging information relating to criminality and so on, wasn't it? Uh, that, that's correct. And, and now, as you say, everything's moved so fast. It's, uh, it's as if it, we, can't, we can't keep up with the changes. Do you think the changes are really the work of the Hong Kong government or how much influence does the Hong Kong government have now on what's happening? 
Uh, I think they are influencing a lot of things. I really hope, uh, but it's very sad to say so. Uh, but the changes is happening so fast right now. So, uh, but I hope that um, at least for the uh, freedom of uh, the internet and information flow. Uh, won't be taken away uh, that fast. I mean, because uh, uh, this is uh, another uh, another thing that uh, we have been enjoying for so long. I mean, if, if it's being taken away, uh, the, the international impression of Hong Kong from other countries will be getting even more worse right now. And how much does the Hong Kong IT sector have the ability to do anything about this? Are you able to lobby anybody on this subject? I, the, uh, if you can see, I don't actually thinks that the government is going through any kinds of consultation well, before the uh, NSL law is getting into effect. So uh, what we can do right now is either you're thinking about a alternative solutions or you're finding something else to replace what we can do right now. Uh, if you're using some uh, sensitive U.S. technology, uh, uh, you may actually have to find an alternative way to do it or uh, uh, get around to reason. So, but I don't actually think that we can do a lot in order, in order to lobbying anything. Mm. So, in other words, it's another kind of step on uh, just another Chinese city. Um, it sounds as if the situation is going to be very much for business people uh, as it is when they're doing business in China. Would you agree with that? Uh, I hope I hope not, but uh, I... I I, it looks like it's getting into that way, but uh, I hope it, it doesn't. Uh, so it, actually, we're looking at how things is going right now because uh, uh, these U.S. company and anything with other, uh, for example, even telegrams not in the U.S. They're spending still about not going to uh, fulfill what the Hong Kong police is asking for. So I, I hope there are something that will have some changes. May not be a lot, but we may have some changes on that. Uh, we hear from a lot of people saying, "Well, this is exactly what the what happens in the uh, U.S." Uh, an email, for example, from Rick, who says, "Is the new law really any different from what the U.S. has in its toolbox?" Um, do you agree with that, Mr. Fong? Is that true? Um, uh, can you repeat that again? Well, the, basically, they're saying that uh, well, this new national security law is make people are making a big fuss about it, but it's exactly the same when it comes to the internet as what they have, for example, in the United States. Uh, I don't actually think so, but uh, I, 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 as I said, the the, the 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 whole news, the whole NFL stuff is is still uh, ongoing, so. Uh, we'll see what happens. Because it's far very complicated. Uh, and then also one thing, because there is no case right now. I mean, there are only like exchanging information. We talk about whether you want to do it or not. But if there is a case, I, will, I don't actually want to see a case. But somehow because we got people got caught already because of the NSL. So if there is a case law, then things will be getting more clear. Yeah, can we? Could you tell us a little bit about Telegram? I mean, Telegram became famous as the uh, protesters' method of communication. But you're saying that that's not part of the big tech giants. Who... Oh no, I'm, I'm, I mean they are not from the state. Mm. They are also tech giants, but they are from Dubai. They used to coming from uh, uh, Russia. So, um, but I, 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 I'm, I'm. Let's look at if there is other any other international tech giant joining. Uh, this uh, uh, list uh, by not offering the user data to the Hong Kong police. And we'll see what happens. Because now it's only like a bunch of uh, giant U.S. technology companies and 
Telegram. Mm. But but those are very influential, aren't they? They between them, they really tend to cover the, what oh, well, most uh, people I, in Hong uh, Kong I use. Actually, I actually think these uh, U.S. tech giants are very influential because uh, a lot of uh, companies are using them. Uh, even the Hong Kong government is using Facebook a lot. Mm. So uh, if if uh, if uh, if so sad to say that if they're moving away, it, it impacts a lot of the community actually. Mm. To the worst case, yeah. Yeah, that reminds us. I mean, Hong Kong government had its entire social media strategy, didn't it? You know, oh, Facebook. Facebook presence is very important. Yeah, they do have something in the Weibo or something else, but it's not very uh, uh, significant. Versus uh, when they're using Facebook, they actually use very, very much. And the police uh, as well. Okay, well, here's an email from, this is from John Sai Kung, uh, who says, uh, Hi, I've heard no one at any point out the obvious. The government said nothing will change, but within a week, everything has changed. And those millions flush down the toilet, making Hong Kong an IT hub. Uh, John also says, please delete all my email messages from your records and uh, backups. Uh, yeah, John, we will. I'll, I'll try and do that to the best of my <laughs> technical ability. I'm sure they'll, they'll probably be on record somewhere. But, um, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people uh, in Hong Kong, um, I know, are deleting uh, messages from the Facebook. And, yeah, we've had a number of inquiries here at RTHK from people who, who have sent messages that – to be honest, I mean, they're like critical of the administration and even of the police or something like that. But you wouldn't at first glance think that they were out to subvert or overthrow the, you know, the People's Republic of China. They're, they are sort of a, a common currency in, in Hong Kong and perhaps an expression of the views held by most people even in Hong Kong. But you must have come across this. The people are, are getting worried and people are deleting and going over what they've put on the Internet. Uh, yes, uh, actually, I have a lot of friends uh, deleting messages, uh, email, and even like uh, Facebook groups yeah. that's talking about politics or whatever. So, yeah, many. Uh, you, you know, actually, if you want to delete a Facebook groups with thousands of members inside, it takes hours mm. because you have to delete every single member before you can erase the whole group. Mm. Yeah, I joined yeah. I joined Facebook briefly and found it a real nuisance. And it, it then took me weeks to 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 cancel my membership because they keep <laughs> they keep they keep sending you messages saying don't do this. <laughs> it takes them. Are you are you the one that really canceling the membership? I, I really did. I found it such a nuisance. After about mm, four weeks, I I withdrew from Facebook, and it it, it took a took a long time to do it. But but I mean this question of deletion is interesting too because I've I've heard tech people in the past say deletion is not as simple as you think because there's always your hard drive or something else. What, can you really delete your messages very effectively? I am not very sure. I mean, it all depends. I mean, if this is a hard disk, it's easier because you can delete the thing and then purchase it with whatever program and then you can uh, physically crush it, you know. Mm. But on the internet, when you have write something, it's very difficult to delete because you always have a backup somewhere, and then you have the digital footprint. For example, you can still search on Google and find the cache out there, even if you delete everything. Mm. So that that's uh, something which is uh, causing some problem if you want to really erase something permanently. What, what about John's other point about? Um 
the government or well, those millions flushed down the toilet making Hong Kong an IT hub. Will uh, it, it, will this kind of friction damage Hong Kong as an IT hub, which has been, of course, been a big priority for the administration? I, I actually think so. I mean, when we're talking about uh, uh, when the US government is having sanctions on uh, Hong Kong, by not importing uh, arms and also these, what we call the dual-use technologies product in Hong Kong, if it's getting into effect, it will have a very bad image of, like, we are no longer with the U.S. technology, at least for those very, uh, very um, uh, high-tech ones. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then the investor and also the developers and all the entrepreneurs will want to probably like to come to Hong Kong and develop high-tech business to actually think there are so many obstacles right now in this, in Hong Kong. Is it still worth to come to Hong Kong? That is my worry. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? I mean, because now you also, not just because of uh, the technology problem or the uh, rent problem, you also right now have problems with the NSL and also the U.S. Center. So if that's so so much trouble, why we still have to come to Hong Kong? But are, are the problems more the sanctions than the NSL? Frankly, is it is it the is it the response, the American response to the NSL, which is which is more of an impediment than the actual NSL? Uh, that's correct. Do you agree? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Alan in an email says. Uh, Backchat, the United Front segment this morning was full of their usual whataboutism, the US Patriot Act and Guantanamo. Yes, we know there have been abuses of that, but it was in response to the murder of 3,000 Americans by Al-Qaeda. The NSL is in response to Hong Kongers marching and otherwise expressing their desire for the freedoms promised and denied to them. The United Front desperately want to characterise them as terrorists and foreign-inspired revolutionaries. Using the words does not make it so. And if the Patriot Act is bad, how does that make the NSL good? Now, the internet restrictions, these are directed at posts that hurt the government's feelings. Nothing to do with the violence the UF go on and on about. If anyone did, for example, want to organise a terrorist plot, they would not be doing it on Facebook. There are plenty of secure ways to use the internet if you are savvy, and a lot of Hong Kong people are. This will be used to harass people for expressing their opinions, to blacklist them, to make bootlicking the only form of political expression allowed. It aims to create fear and silence, white terror. It's working. Rachel's withdrawal from the show, for example. I know I personally can never get any government contract or job or expect any help from the Hong Kong government. If China wants to send a message to the Australian Prime Minister, it could arrest and prosecute people like me for what I have said about the government, local and national. The government will be happy about that result. The larger effect of making people worldwide decide against doing business in Hong Kong might not be so easy to laugh off. That comes uh, from Alan. Thank you very much indeed for that. Um, uh, uh, what about Alan's point that um, if you were a terrorist, you probably wouldn't be doing it on Facebook? Or would you? I don't know. Mr Fong, any thoughts? Uh, well, uh, I don't I don't think a terrorist would get on Facebook, but uh, <laughs> somehow you can still track him down somewhere, maybe in the Facebook, because he may not be a terrorist in the past, <laughs> something like that. But uh, I think the, uh, that's, the, that's the whole point. I mean... Um, Everyone, every country, when you talk about national security, no, there's no doubt about it. But it's the extent of using these kinds of NSL in order to do whatever the uh, authority they want to do. And that is the problem. 
Mm. All right, some comment from uh, our Facebook page. Uh, Bill says, if the Hong Kong office has the keys to open the cloud, they can be forced to do so by the Hong Kong police and courts. It's not ridiculous. Uh, Gerhardt says, well, the police may have to prove their charges. I mean, can the service provider charge for the service? And what if the data is held overseas? Do Hong Kong police have rights on data not in Hong Kong or in the cloud? Can we get any more ridiculous? I'm sure we can. Uh, Chang Hing Kwong says, although Facebook or YouTube not allowed in, chi- in mainland China, but CCTV have Facebook fan page and YouTube channel. Even many mainland China people, so-called climb wall, but still leave support Chinese government message. The same as Facebook, also many have support Hong Kong or Chinese government fan page, such as Speak Out Hong Kong or Hong Kong Power, etc. TC says, I have never been secretive about my political leanings. However, I have never overemphasized my influence. I can't imagine that expressing my views from Canada about Hong Kong will have the slightest effect on or uh, if or how people in Hong Kong will protest. But it's my belief that there had been no vi- that had there been no violent confrontation on the 12th of June 2019, the extradition bill amendment would have passed that day. So to condemn all forms of violence is a disservice to the people who sacrificed that day. The level of violence in the process of the 12 months has often made me uncomfortable, but I think it's understandable given the attitude of the Hong Kong government. I'm not sure if that's encouraging violent protest. And uh, Tom says the new conflict with Google, Twitter and Facebook is worrying. It's sad to see Western governments and organisations dismantling the last bastion of Western colonialism in Asia because they just can't cooperate with an Asian government. Expats still have important positions in the government, police, judiciary and local community in Hong Kong. In contrast, in Japan, Taiwan or Singapore, expats have no say in local affairs and aren't even invited to places where they are discussed. That comes uh, from Tom. Do expats have important positions in the government? Uh, no, not in the government anymore. Judiciary, I think you might might make a, a case a case for that. Yeah. But but you know, yeah, it raises all sorts of interesting questions because not that long ago, Hong Kong world city, international city, this was part of the PR. But I guess that's going to uh, disappear now. Uh, are you optimistic, gloomy? How are you feeling, Mr. Fong? Uh, I am not very optimistic. But, uh, yeah, exactly the point there's a man talked about uh, how how come the, uh, the the authority can able to tap into the cloud of this U.S. tech giant. And that's exactly the point why this U.S. tech giant refuse to uh, cooperate with the authority right now. I mean, the NSL actually cover too much. Uh, like a like a universal like a like a galaxy law. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's um, yeah. I think this was a point that Sinjin Kai was making too. That if you if you use enough resources, you can crack almost anything in the end. Would you Would you agree with that? So there's not nothing really secure left for us. Uh, well, there are still way to hide, but uh, there are things just like what I've said. If you have did it in the, in the past. It's not very. It's very difficult to, to erase uh, uh, permanently. Mm. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, countries have uh, IT industries, thriving IT industries like Singapore, uh, like the mainland, uh, and they have fairly pretty stringent, you know, national security regulations. Would it really make much difference? Uh, 
Well, I think it's the uh, culture problem. Um, China or Singapore, because they have that kind of NSL for so long, I mean, uh, step to step, that uh, they, have, they get used to it already, the citizens. They get used to it, so the, the community grows that way. But Hong Kong, uh, we, 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 we are not getting used to, NSL, we're not getting used to uh, limiting our freedom of speech and Internet. So if things actually happen that way, the whole culture is changing. And it, it, will, it will actually jeopardize a lot of things in Hong Kong, jeopardize a lot of good things in Hong Kong. And it will become another another country. It's something that we the one we understand. We don't know it. Mm. Okay, well, Jay, in a couple of emails sort of echoes that, uh, saying uh, this is a modern-day cultural revolution, de-technologize Hong Kong, take out all the modern uh, intelligence. Uh, Carrie said that nothing will change for the general public, but now you're blocking all family or personal communications around the world. You want to take it away from the public. This is Animal Farm. That comes uh, from Jay. Thank you very much indeed for that. Thank you for all the uh, many messages. Uh, and, of course, especially today, thank you to Rachel Cartland for all the wonderful programmes that uh, you've helped us uh, put together and uh, present. Uh, Francis Fong, thank you, uh, Honorary President of the Hong Kong Information Technology uh, Federation. Uh, that's it uh, from us. Uh, I'm going to Ocean Park tomorrow, actually. So oh, was I was there on right. Sunday. It was fabulous. <laughs> was, it fab- was, it, was it good? Fabulous, but very hot. Uh, and was it very crowded? I heard it was very crowded at the moment. No, no, not not crowded. But the food outlets—they're not—they're—they've not opening all the food outlets, so that's a real issue, actually. Bring your sandwiches. Yeah, which they seem to be a bit more accommodating about, or or book up really early in the restaurants. Okay, right, all right. Well, you should have some free time in future, so I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll see you there. Yeah, <laughs> Rachel. Uh, the weather before we go: a couple of showers today, though mainly fine and very hot. Temperature's getting up to about 33 degrees today and the outlook only fine and very hot apart from isolated showers in the next few days. There's a very hot weather warning at the moment. 30 Celsius, the latest readings with a relative humidity now of 79%. The smart ID card replacement exercise is for me and for you. If you hold the old form of Smart ID card and were born in 1957 to 1961, you must replace your ID card on or before July 27, 2020. You may bring two family members or friends aged 65 or above and two persons with disabilities to replace ID cards together. Let's build a caring and inclusive society. Remember to book ahead. 9.31, the news now with Samantha Butler. Former senior civil servant Rachel Cartland has announced she's stepping down as a guest presenter on an RTHK radio program citing concerns over the new national security law. Mrs Cartland, a former assistant director of social welfare, told RTHK's Backchat program she was most concerned about the article against subversion, where it was an offence to undermine the Hong Kong government. She said she hadn't been reassured that freedom of expression would be protected after the government warned people not to use a protest slogan and pulled books from libraries to review their content. An opening ceremony has been held amid tight security at the Metro Park Hotel in Causeway Bay. It's to be used as a temporary base for the central government's office overseeing national security issues in Hong Kong. Water barriers surrounded the building and nearby roads were closed for the ceremony, which was attended by the chief executive Carrie Lam and former CEs CY Leung and Tung Chi Hua.
And the World Health Organization has acknowledged there's emerging evidence that the coronavirus can be spread by tiny particles suspended in the air. On Monday, an open letter from more than 200 scientists accused the WHO of underestimating the possibility of airborne transmission. I'll have more news at 10 o'clock. Stand by for the brew. Uh, sociology prof from the University of Set and Costume Designer, interpreter of Beethoven. As well. Oh, so shy, quiet, and retiring doggy council co founder of Rockefeller Records. Hello. This is a really for adults, not really for kids. Yeah, well, it's fun, you know. Decide what's happening behind the myth. Good morning. In interviews and also observations. Absolutely no way. On your radio and live online, this is The Morning Brew. Good morning to you and welcome to Wednesday. Morning Brew with me, Phil Whelan. In a few minutes, Janice Jensen from Nevis Animal Speaks is going to be joining us on Facebook Live as usual from Texas today. And her message is positive reinforcement is power. Unless, of course, you've got a cat, then forget about it. If you've been listening to Morning Brew for a while, you'll know just how good Hong Kong's musicians and bands are. So for a perfect reminder, make sure you stick around at 10.40 this morning, because on July the 1st, we broadcast a special concert, which was recorded in our big Studio One here. It featured the excellent Scar Band, the Red Stripes, the amazing ambience of the Celestial Sound System, with hosts Carolyn and Paul, who are, of course, the Pop Fugitives. Now, to cheer you up a bit today in the best way possible, we can bring you a truncated version, 17 luxury minutes of wall-to-wall scar that was most definitely, as our title went, Made in Hong Kong. So after 11.30, our friend Philippe Devar from RTL France will return with more stories and wonderful French music. And after 12, we're off to visit Chris Watts again at his Motion Dynamics studio in Central, where he's going to explain to you just how good stretching is for you. Of course, we're going to be on Facebook Live. You can watch him doing the biz, and he's more than happy to answer any questions in real time. That's the long and short of it today.